Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the program. I Take My Coffee Black is the name, the title of the book. The author is here today. I'm not even going to tell you who he is. You're going to have to stay tuned because today perhaps may be one of the most important programs that you are going to watch. You're going to hear the message. Listen, just chapter seven in this book. If you want to be, uh, if, you, if I can be honest with you, the reason why I wanted my special guest on today's broadcast was because of chapter seven of this book. This is something that the church doesn't talk about. This is something that religion seems to be ignoring. But this is how I felt. <laughs> I was doing perfectly fine. And damn it, <laughs> here comes Jesus. I'm going to stop right there. I don't know about you, but have you ever been stereotyped? Or perhaps you have been looked at as a threat just by the way you dress, what you drive, how you talk, the music you listen to, or maybe even just the neighborhood that you live in. And for the majority of us, just the color of our skin is a threat that many people will never understand. And the church has to learn how to receive that, how to have a dialogue, how to talk about it. But more than that, we have to recognize that it has become a problem even in the church, in religion. And I know for a lot of you, this statement doesn't make any sense, but it's real. And it happens every second of the day when you're black, when you're brown in America. And if you're white, unfortunately, this could also be true for you as well. It just depends the inner circle that you happen to walk into. It just happens that no matter where you go, you're going to be stereotyped no matter what. But you and I can be that difference maker. You know, my special guest is a 6'2", and I got to say this because he writes about it in his book, a dreadlocked black man. Ah, I got to tell you his name, Tyler Merritt. He knows what it feels like to be stereotyped as a threat, which can have dangerous consequences. And, it's, and, and you know this. Every time we open up social media, every time we go to the news, there's another atrocious tragedy happening in our streets in America where black men, brown men, young men, skinny men, fat men, men and women are being stereotyped and their life is ending and you don't even know who they are. Listen, he, I'm going to skip a lot of this, what I, I wanted to tell you because I want to get to a video and my time is already running. There a video that went viral, a video that put this man in the map, so to speak. Now, he's an actor. He's a comedian. He's an author. This is a man that, by the way, his book is forwarded by Jimmy Kimmel, just to let you know the type of influence this man has in the industry. But more than that, in the culture today, it seems like that people are coming now being real and it's like it, 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 it's when you're real it seems like people are just like shock we shouldn't be shocked at the reality of what's happening i want you to look at this video before i introduce you to my special guest and i want you to open your heart open your mind 
Because when you do, you're going to identify with every word and you're going to say, my God, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's me. That's my father. That's my mother. That's my neighbor. I want you to watch this. Then I want to introduce my special guest to you. Watch this. Before you call the cops, I just want you to know the first thing that I did when I woke up this morning was yell at my alarm clock. My parents were raised in the South. I have to roll tide or they'll disown me. They raised me in Las Vegas. That city still has my heart. I hate spiders. I'm a vegetarian. I'm not proud about it. I've done goat yoga. I'm really not proud about that. I can tell you every single word off the NWA Straight Outta Compton album. I can also sing you every single word from Oklahoma. Bananas are disgusting. I am a Christian. I spend almost every Sunday morning teaching kids in Sunday school. I am often asked if I am Muslim. I'm okay with that. I'm pretty much convinced if you met my mother, you'd automatically become a better person. My father is a veteran. He taught me how to say yes sir and yes ma'am to everyone that I meet. I don't hate our president. I pray for him. I love basketball and also hockey. This is my brother James. This is my brother Mike. This is my brother John and this is my brother Rob. This is my niece, Zoe. This is my nephew, Justin. This is my niece, Allie. This is my nephew, Declan. This is my nephew, Jordan. I've never been to jail. I've never owned a gun. I hate that anyone at all might possibly be afraid of me. I'd go around the world and back again if I knew that single act might make your day better. I'm a proud man. I'm a proud black man. Does any of this really matter? No. I just wanted you to get to know me better before you called the cops. I want you to know something. This video touched me so deep inside of me. I want to welcome Tyler Merritt to the program. He's a musician. He's an author. He's a comedian. He's an activist. He is the author of this book right here that I'm holding in my hands. I Take My Coffee Black. Reflections on Tupac, musical theater, faith, and being black in America. Tyler, welcome to my program. 
Hey, Mondo, man. I am so honored, bro, to be on your show, man. You have no idea, man. Hey, and before we get started, I just wanted to say this to you. What you are doing, the fact that you have made a conscious decision to make love an action word on your show, to take people that may not know stories that um, they grew up around or to give people the opportunity to have some proximity in their world of people that they may not on an everyday basis, man, you are literally living out the gospel uh, on screen, man. And I want to tell you, uh, I get emotional even thinking about it, man. You have been granted an opportunity and you are taking advantage of it in a way that is, is not only beautiful, but it's brilliant. And I can't help but to think that God is smiling upon you, brother. So thank you wow. so much for letting me be a part Listen, of that. Listen, you, that's the highest compliment someone can ever give me. I'm just a kid from East L.A., California. I'm a former gang member from East L.A. The world said, lock him up, throw the key away. The church didn't know what to do with a guy like myself. The culture didn't know what to do. The culture was set up for you and I, Tyler, to be destined to be die before we hit a certain age, let alone spend the rest of our lives in prison. But I want to tell you something. What you just said is, is truly my heart for this program. I didn't want to start another program, another talking head, another, well, what's your favorite book? I don't care, but I wanted to talk to someone that is speaking to the culture right now. And I want to tell you something. I am so proud of you. I'm honored that you will come to my program. I, I'm, I'm humbled that I'm, I, I'm even talking to you because every word that you wrote in this book, and you got to understand, you're black, I'm Hispanic, we're different cultures, but yet we had the same experience. Now, your mom <laughs> was different than my mom because I ended up being in gangs, but your mom put the fear of mom inside of you. L listen, let's talk about this. Before, this, before your book, I got so much. My mind is going bananas right now, but I got to ask you this. Why did you make that video? We play that video you said some of the funniest things, but yet impactful. What was going through your mind when you said, I'm going to create this video before I, you call the cops? What's the message behind this? Well, first you have to, to understand the time period where I made it. When I made it, um, this was during the time when President Trump was president. Um, and... So I have this weird Venn diagram, this weird circle of friends because of my history, which you encounter in the book. I have a ton of gay friends, a ton of straight friends, a ton of, you know, black friends, white friends, um, super right-wing Christian friends, super left-wing pagan friends. And they wouldn't be offended by me calling them pagan as in that is how they <laughs> speak about themselves. Um, and so I have this weird Venn diagram of people in my life. And Mondo, I decided in that moment, um, I, I have the ability to create something that I can put online that will um, touch more than just one group of people. So if I could say one or two things, how would I go about saying it? 
And very specifically, man, I was um, on a walk one day and this woman saw me and freaked out um, just from looking at me. And I mean, and I'm talking freaked out. She was in her car and she lost her mind. And um, I, at the time I was, I had my headphones on, my Beats headphones and a hood. And, and let me be very clear. Like I'm aware that especially women have millions of reasons to be fearful of, of anybody. I get that. Let me be, let me be very clear there. I'm not ignorant to that. But this was a different kind of fear, and you could feel it. And, but what she didn't know is at the time I was actually listening to the musical Bring It On, the, a musical about cheerleaders. It was going on, like literally in my headset, I'm listening to this musical about cheerleaders jumping around, and a musical, right? And I'm looking at her, and she is freaking out. And there was a part of it that was going, I wish you knew what was going on in my headphones. I wish you knew what was going on in my heart. I wish you knew that I took everything about me to try to, to simple myself down so I wouldn't scare you. And nothing I did changed you from whatever you don't know about me. You chose to lean into the things you don't know about me versus the things that may exist here. And when I made Before You Call the Cops, I put out pretty much to the world, here, I'm going to tell you who I am. And... I want you to get to know me before you make the decision to be afraid, to call the cops, to make your own conclusion. And I never thought that, oh, a million people would see it, let alone 60 or 100 million. My mom to this day, bro, asked me, Tyler, why did you choose to not wear a shirt in that video? And I was like, <laughs> really, mom? Knew- Out of everything she wanted to know, how come you didn't wear your shirt? <laughs> Man, if I didn't listen, mom, if I had known a hundred million people were going to see this video, I probably would have put a shirt on. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, oh. but that was the general idea, man. I just wanted to put something out there in the world um, to, to go beyond what people may think. Yeah. But you understand how important you are. You, under, you understand how important what your words mean, Tyler, because. Sometimes when you do it out of impulse, you forget that there's power in words. The Bible says that life and death is in the tongue. Words inspire or words can suffocate people's life. And in your book, I found it very intriguing what you write about. Not just because some of the connections that we may have, some of the similar stories we we probably can identify with, but... Let's start with this. I take my coffee black. Why name the book that? That's such a an orthodox way to name a book, by the way. <laughs> um, simply put, I, I was out walking, which most of my thoughts come, and I was thinking about how can I communicate? I wanted to put together like a, like a two-minute type segment thing where I can communicate some thoughts about being a black man, right? And... I wanted to put together like a little two minute segment that I could share online. And I was trying to think of a title for it. And I thought, you know what, what if I just did it over some coffee, really non-threatening and just kind of share with people some of my thoughts here and there. And um, I thought about my friend, Ben Higgins, who's a former bachelor on the TV show, Bachelor. and He has a company called Generous Coffee. And I was like, maybe I could partner with him even and ask him to send me some coffee. And then I was like, I'll drink coffee. And I was like, I take my coffee black. That, wait a minute. 
I take my coffee black. (laughs) Like it it just hit me that I went the the sentiment, of course, of being black. um, I wanted to be able to give the idea that there's this is going to be from a black man's perspective and it's going to be a chill conversation type deal. Um, And then when I came up with that original concept, this was before I attached the name to the book. But as I began writing the book, and the idea of this was so like, let's sit down and really get to know each other. Um, I attached the name of that to the book, man, and it just stuck. And it and it works, and it clicks, and I think it's fun, and I think you know there's <laughs> double meanings, and it's cool, bro. No, I love it because you 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 really bring pop culture into the scene. You bring life in the neighborhood, life in, in, in Las Vegas, when people don't even think about Vegas that way. But you gave me a different perspective, even when Tupac got shot, even that whole situation there. And, and listen, anybody that understands hip hop, by the way, I've been influenced by hip hop as well. I can tell you NWA uh, stories behind the scenes that I got to meet some of the guys in my wild days. And, and But listen, when it comes to understanding where we are in the culture right now, you write chapter seven, and I think this is what drew me to your book. I was doing perfectly fine, and damn it, here comes Jesus. Why did you write that chapter? Why did you name that chapter that? And what happened that when Jesus walked in? Well, let me let me comment first on your NWA Tupac thing here. Isn't it funny when the movie Straight Outta Compton came out how people that are younger than us see this as a, like a historical movie? And I'm like, I lived that movie. I lived through that. <laughs> oh, but we're getting old. <laughs> right, right. When people will say to me, man, did you ever see that Straight Outta straight out Compton biopic? I'm like, man, I we had the cassette it. tape. <laughs> I had to hide. I had to hide the cassette tape from my parents. Come to find out, they were probably had it as well. Anyways, um, man, um, oh, let, let, let me say this. I purposely in this book did not talk about Jesus for the first six chapters. Like you hear me talk about him in the first chapter, just very little in the introduction. But then I wanted the reader to walk with me the way I was walking. So for many years of my life, I just existed without God. And um, you've read it, so you understand how real it is. You know I talk about sex in the book. I talk about my struggle with women. I talk about having Mormon friends who were like, "Eh." you know, I, I didn't really care about all these other things. And I was just living my life, and I was doing okay, right? Like, I was doing good. And then... My mom tricked me into going to a summer camp and she tricked me into it because she, there were girls there. And I went in the, the whole chapter is actually called, um, um, damn it. Here comes Jesus. I was doing perfectly fine. And damn it. Here comes Jesus. Also known as, um, a triple fat goose jacket is no place for a summer camp in Las Vegas. Um, cause I decided to go to this camp and wear this really big, thick, hot jacket because I wanted to impress the ladies and my and whole whole mentality of going into this camp was how many ladies can I get right yeah and little did I know that God had something in store for me that I just was not I was ill prepared for bro like I just was 
you know, I, I, I might even get a little emotional here, so forgive me, man, but, bro, we're not supposed to be here, you and no. I. Mondo. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't supposed to be here, bro. Like, you talk about it, and people really don't get and understand we talk about a system that is set up for us to fail. And how if we survive by just surviving, if we just make it out alive, it's Mm -hmm. an accomplishment, let alone make it out and flourish. And on that day at that summer camp, on a Monday night, when I thought I was walking in to go and experience this culture of girls and I was going to be the cool one because there were going to be all these little white dudes who thought they were cool, but here comes me and my triple fat goose jacket. (laughs) Um, God grabbed a hold of me, bro. And on that night, man, and I, and I try to talk about it in the book and I I don't want to give it all away because it's a fun read, but um, something happens in the chapel that night. And then I tried to capture in the book as I'm walking back to my cabin, I knew I was changed. Like I knew, like I, I walked back and I'm going, oh my gosh, like this is going to be different now. And I, I remember a friend of mine saying, hey, do you want to walk back with us? And I said to them, man, no, I was like, I can't. I need to have this little moment by myself. And I walked, man, from the cabin, from the chapel back to the cabin, looking up at the stars and, and, and just talking to a God that I had just encountered that I still didn't completely understand on any level at all whatsoever and went, so, so is this it now? Like, is it me and you now? And Mondo, when I tell you, bro, by the time I got to the cabin, man, I knew that I wasn't... <clears throat> Let me say this. I knew that I wasn't going to um, be perfect. I knew I was going to struggle. But I knew it was over. I knew it was a wrap, bro. Like, I was like, I guess this is it now, man. I guess it's me and Jesus now. And I don't know how I'm going to get through with all this, but I guess it's me and him now, bro. You know, that, that's what makes the difference. For me, I always look at what happens that makes the shift in life. If you just tuned in, you got to get this book. You're listening to my special guest, Tyler Merritt, the creator of the viral video Before You Call the Cops. He has written a brand new book called I Take My Coffee Black, Reflections on Tupac, Musical Theater, Faith, and Being Black in America. This book is going to make you laugh. This book is going to make you cry. But this book is going to make you think about even you, where you live, what you have encountered, what people around you are going through, and how to have compassion. Listen, the church seems to lost its compassion, its humanity about the culture. I get it. A lot of the culture doesn't make sense. I get it. A lot of the inner circles that we're watching doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't make any sense that the church is losing the very essence in which Christ died at the cross for. That's love, compassion, grace, mercy. How is it that you're able to make it in, but you don't want to allow other people to make it in? Just because we don't look like you, we don't talk like you, we don't listen to what you... Listen, it's, that is, it's over. 
when you read this book, you're going to learn so much about humanity, the, 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 the labels behind everything that is taking place in our culture. What is your message you want people to take away from I Take My Coffee Black? I'll tell you something that I do in this book that honestly, because it still hasn't come out yet, but I'm, I'm hesitant about, um, is I didn't want people to just walk with me, man, on like a, a, a limited level. So I, I, I joke about um, you get proximity in this book. Because I really do believe that the key to getting to know one, e one another is having proximity to each other. And it's one thing to say, those people over there. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, you know what they say. But when you actually have those people in your life, when they are close to you, when, they, when you know them on a personal level, it's one thing to say those gay people. It's another thing to have a gay son or daughter. It's one thing to say, yeah, that black person over there. It's another thing to have a black person married into your family or to have a mixed child, right? Like, it's, it, it, it becomes different when your proximity to somebody begins to shift. And in this book, I open it up in a way where I say, look, I'm going to let you in, in. I'm going to tell you about my failures. I'm going to tell you about some of the things that I don't want anybody to know. I'm going to tell you about things that most pastors at churches try their best to hide. And hopefully with you walking through that with me, you realize that I'm more than just a black man. But let me be clear, being a black man is enough. That's enough. But I'm more. I'm so much more. And letting you in, which let's, let's be real quick. I know we don't, Mondo, I feel like you and I could talk for 12 hours, bro. Like I really do. But um, I know that we don't have a, I know we don't have a ton of time. So I'll, let me just say this. Um, I think it's important that people understand that when you become close to somebody, how you begin to feel about their heart, how you begin to feel about how you love them begins to shift. And in this book, I wanted to do my best to let you in close. And when you get to the end of the book, we've laughed together, we've cried together. Um, I've told you some things I probably shouldn't have told you, but hopefully by the grace of God, when you close this book, the next time you're walking down the street and you see a 6'2 black man with dreadlocks who for one minute you might be afraid of, instead this time you stop and think, wait a minute, maybe he has a mama just like me. Wait a minute, maybe he has a child that he's trying to get home to. Wait a minute, maybe he has a niece or a nephew that he thinks own the world. Maybe he loves Jesus. Maybe he doesn't. But I just want to walk with him and let's go. And that's my goal in that book. There you have it. I take my coffee black. The author of this amazing book, Tyler Merritt, Reflections on Tupac, Musical Theater, Faith, and Being Black in America. I want you to go and look for him. The Tyler Merritt Project is an important project. He's developing, he's involving, he's doing. Listen, we got to stay connected. We got to get to know one another. I got to go. My time is gone. I wish I can talk more. There's so many more questions to talk about, but the brand new book is I Take My Coffee Black, Tyler Merritt. My brother, thank you for joining me today. Please come back. We got to do this again. 
We got to talk Yo. more about NWA and our experiences. <laughs> and it's what unites us, man. I'm so proud of you. I love you. Hey, I love you too, bro. And I'm honored, man. Keep doing, keep changing the world, my friend. Keep changing the world. Listen, and that's for you. No matter what you're going through, no matter what is around you, keep the faith. It's going to be okay. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>